Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 2. Episode 1 is called The Child. So full spoilers for the episode, as always. And we're gonna say, I'm excited because Season 2, we're on a new season. It would be more exciting if it wasn't this episode. <laughs> I would say what you are. Okay, we'll get into the the, the premise and the, the the you know the happenings, as it were, uh, in a little bit. But I, I do have to say the episode does have that fresh new season smell. They've built a new set. They've got their bar set now, mm, the canteen, yeah. right? And it did feel a little bit. And I actually, I, I looked this up. I was curious. Uh, season two, they did actually up the budget per episode um, compared to season one, and. Yeah. I think you feel it a little bit, just a little bit, not like super it's amount, not... but. No, I get that, and uh, that that new uh, bar set is pretty nice. Yeah, and I, I've, and it's it's one of those sets where I knew it existed just from clips, and you know. Yeah, but it's it's different to all the the sets that we've had on Star Trek up to this point, regular sets. Yeah, yeah, and Andrew is a new character, the the bartender, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, because I saw her name in the correct titles at the start, and I was like, oh, oh, Whoopi, Whoopi's in this one. Because uh, I knew she was in this show, but I didn't, I didn't know when she started appearing or, yeah. you know, whatever. Now, apparently. Now, uh, with her big cat. She's got a really big cat. She does, yeah. It's a big cat. Uh, so, yeah, we got that. Uh, we do have a new doctor. Um, uh, we'll get to how they awkwardly deal with Wesley still being on the ship in a minute, <laughs> in his plot. But, um, yeah, uh, but Beverly Crusher has been promoted to, like, head of medicine <laughs> at Starfleet. She's like... For some reason... Well, I have no problem with us t- them telling us that, that she's that good, that she's been promoted to that position. I have no problem with that whatsoever. What will be interesting is in season three, when she comes back to the ship, <laughs> how they explain that side of it. It was a personal choice. <laughs> sure, probably. <laughs> it, was a, it was completely her decision. She definitely wasn't demoted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, so we end up with uh, Dr. Pulaski, who's a very different character. And we see that uh, well, first, first of all, the actress playing her um, is not lost on us, or at least not lost, not lost on me anyway. The the actress played two different characters in the original series, uh, one in season one, one in season three. Um, don't ask me to tell you their names because <laughs> it's not going to happen. But <laughs> I knew that bit of trivia about this, so she's yeah. she's kind of like a you know what? Uh, oh, I say Star Trek royalty per se, but she's you know it's a veteran, veteran. Yeah, she's back. It's kind of a neat thing. Uh, to bring it back here, and if I'm sure there's fan fiction, try to like pretend that it's one of those characters, uh, you know, aged up. Like there's, she... there's probably a fan fiction trying to link all three. Probably, they're all sisters, and yeah. this is the third yeah. one that grew up and became a yeah, doctor. They were, they were triplets separated at birth. Yes, that's what happened. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, some other little changes I noticed between seasons. Obviously, the big one that everyone's noticing is the Raker beard. Raker. Mm actually looks attractive this year because he's got that beard yeah and and let's not overlook the fact we got a Riker maneuver within the first five minutes we did we did and and also we got the reverse we got him standing back up out of it as well (laughs) Riker maneuver twice in one episode i'm counting that as twice um and the beard we got full proper Riker. this is it makes me happy makes me happy um uh, other little note, things to notice though is that Jordy is now chief engineer, so we actually have a chief engineer now. It's just one of the characters we already had, which is fine, good. Yeah, yeah, feels yeah. like they just wanted something, something for him to do a bit more directly. Uh, 
Especially since it seems like Wesley's kind of taken over his role on the, the bridge. Yeah. Not gonna lie. I think I'd have rather uh, kept, <laughs> kept Jordy. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... it, may, it makes sense to have someone in the engineering we can, t- like, we can go to now, though, because that was, that was always the thing in season one, is that... It was just, oh, here's the random guy that, yeah. that would happen every so often. Yeah. And Jordy would go down sometimes, but, you know, so it's a natural evolution. Uh, other thing noticed, which is a bit more subtle, and I actually double-checked because it was bugging me, um, Worf has changed colors. He is no longer. He was in red in season one. He's now in the gold. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they don't mention. It, I believe I don't think there's any lines or anything that point it out. It was just one of those things where I'm like, was he in that color last season? And I had to double check because I was. It was. Yeah. Do the me. colors represent rank or? Nah, they can't be rank because because if it was rank, then he have been demoted because he was in red the same as Picard and Raker before. I've, That's true. I, it I think must it's be department. Well, see, it made more sense in the original series to me. In this one, uh, blue is like medical, at least, right? Because the doctor's always been in that, you know, between yeah. last season and this season. Um, but because I think original series blue was science, which also covered medical. Yes, uh, the ones that have really swapped all the golden red because obviously red shots was a joke. You almost felt like they did this intentionally yeah, to get away from red that. Red shots was that, and it it was also uh, engineering. engineering. Whereas. In fact, did Jordan change colors as well? Was he in gold in this episode? Mm, I don't recall. Yeah, I don't recall either. Um, but yeah, so Worf changed colors. So, but here's the, here's the question though. It's like, well, you could argue, okay, so commands in red, but we see other red outfits walking around. It's not like it's just Picard and Riker. Maybe it's just personal preference. Because <laughs> just personal. Troy seems to wear whatever the hell she wants. Actually, I can explain uh, Worf. I think. He's the new head of security, and previously Tasha did wear gold. So that he, is true. So he has been promoted. Um, so I, I guess he's technically switched divisions, but with that with that promotion. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I think it's a division thing. It feels like there should be more than three colors, though. I, 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 I'm not entirely sure how you how the red and golds break up exactly. Because to me, engineering should maybe be match the the like the science ones, and shouldn't data be in a science you know uniform? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but hey, oh, that's fine. Um, what it has done though is that it's kind of evened out between the main crew, the ones who wear the uniforms, like how many of each color there is. Because before it was heavily swayed towards the red, and now it's kind of half and half. Yeah, it's evened out a bit. You're right. Yeah, so. Which may, may have been the reason for it. <laughs> if nothing else, is just spread that out. Uh, except the Doctor, who's the one in uh, green slash blue. I thought it was more of a blue, but maybe I'm misremembering. It's probably a blue. I think, well, green is traditionally more of a medical colour. It is, yeah. Yeah, and it was blue in the original shows, which is why I think blue. But I, I think it is one of those blue greens that's kind of like, you know, if you see I it in the wrong like light. I feel like I see this now. <laughs> Because it's it's actually gonna really bug All the right. hell out of me as to as to what color it is. I figure there's gonna be a, a still image of her in the episode. Oh no, she's she's in a she's definitely in blue. It's definitely blue, okay. Yeah. I, I think it's just one of those things where in like one light it look kinda green because sometimes blue and green can Maybe, do that. But it's uh definitely a blue. Cause it's a it's a dark shade though, right? 'Cause it's Yeah, it's like a like a royal blue. Yeah. Um and uh, Geordie is in uh, gold. 
Yeah, so he has changed colours then, because I'm sure he was in red last I think, season. I, th- I think he was a red shirt last season, yeah. Yeah, so two of them have changed. Which I guess means that, yeah, out of the main characters, it's only the, the, the sort of command and number one that's in red now. I'm sure the Trekkies are going to give us an intricate explanation uh, sure in the comments. Uh God. Um... Yeah. Doesn't matter that much. They're in colours. <laughs> They're in colours. Uh, so the plot of this episode is that the Enterprise is transporting or is coming to transport they're going to pick up uh, a bunch of uh bacteria essentially um that they're they're doing tests on to try and cure uh, a disease outbreak and it's a very serious disease and this, mater- this uh, bacteria is very dangerous and um you know there's a lot of precautions involved they've got it's big containers basically like they're carrying the plague yeah that's, that's essentially that's the parallel here that's essentially what they're doing um and it's very very serious very dangerous and that's going on throughout the episode. Uh, but the main plot of the episode is... <laughs> the titular child. The titular child. So, a glowing light... This is so goddamn random. A glowing light enters the Enterprise, flies around... randomly. Yeah, just randomly. Flies around a bit. You know, kind of goes past, I think, Jordy at one point, and they kind of like, whoa, what was that kind of moment? And eventually goes into Troy's chambers where she's asleep and sort of well impregnates <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sort of like how do you dance around this you can't impregnates her now I'm going to I'm going to give this one a little bit of credit a little bit of credit for this plot it was not as silly as I was expecting this plot to be I'm, all, I, I'm almost impressed that it wasn't a complete dumpster fire. Well, here's the thing. It wasn't silly. On the other hand, it was rather tedious. It was it was tedious in parts, for sure. And, that... and I think I'd have preferred silly, because I might have had more fun with that. Here's the thing, though. I do love the scene where they have the meeting early on, when everyone's finding out about this, you know, in the ready room. And... You know, Pulaski, who who they've just kind of like, because you know, uh, Picard wants to see her because of this stuff that's been brought on board. He wants Pulaski to look over it and like be but aware. But it's also their first meeting, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just been picked up. Because because he meets her in the in the bar, but it Troy's talking to her, obviously telling her what's going on, and that, then we go to this 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 meeting, and you know, Rafe comes in, does his maneuver, and they sit down. You know, and we got we got Jordan, we got uh, Worf there as well, and yeah, the doctor's explaining. It. He says, yeah, so. Uh, Troy's with child and this scene is fantastic for just watching Riker react to every line that happens in this scene because he's like yeah. you know, he gives us this really sharp look he's like what right and then because you know he's wondering who the father is he doesn't get to that yet but you can you can see it in his eyes he's like what who's he's Troy going, been with he's <laughs> like is this somehow mine um he's like she found someone like, is that door shut in my life now? I can't, I can't, have I lost my chance? Like, yeah. you can just see it all on his face. It's great. And then she's like, yeah, so, so the child is, you know, like three months along or whatever, but we believe the 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 conception was about 11 hours ago. And then he's like, what? And I love that the shock face he gives when he turns. It's a mixture of both, obviously, like, how is that possible? Because, you know, 11 hours and about three months pregnant. But also... You had sex with someone last night. <laughs> like, there's an equal amount of shock for both of those points. There is, yeah, it's great. 
Um, and then it's described as immaculate conception and uh, a glowing light entered her body and the DNA of the child is uh, exactly like hers. Uh, ha- half human, half uh, betazoid, I believe is the... the uh, that sounds about right. The race. Um, and they're like, okay, what are we going to do about this? Anyway, and I thought the scene did a good job of like, all of a sudden, all these men around the table, like, well, let's discuss what we're going to do about this. And they all start discussing... Uh, and to be fair, from, from their perspective, they're looking at it, okay, if something invaded the ship and did this, is there a threat to everyone? Is the baby going to be a threat to anyone? Like, what's going on? Pretty reasonable concerns. Yes, yeah, reasonable concerns, but they are kind of talking about a way where they get to choose exactly what happens. And Troy, after a very intense close-up and, like, the, the loud heartbeat sound effect and, like, only oh, barely, barely hearing everyone else, she's like, you can do what you want to protect the ship. Obviously, like, that's your jobs, but I'm having this baby and, that, you know, that's no one else's choice but mine. And, you know, I actually kind of like the Picard just went, well, this conversation's over then. Yeah, yeah he just, you know, he steps that. He's like, yeah, you know what? That's... I mean, I do think, I mean, maybe you could argue that because she's an empath, she can, like, sense the baby and it connects her to it easier than, or quicker than most people would to their children. But I feel like in her situation, like, you'd be more freaked out about how it happened than you would be concerned about being a mother at, the, at this stage. You would, and and also from the opposite side, you know, Picard going, okay, sure, you know, you're having it, that's fine, but we're doing this in quarantine. Sure, yeah, yeah, no, that, that'd be reasonable, yeah, quarantine. Um, so here, here's my weird thing. Obviously, we have the birth scene, um, where you know she doesn't feel any pain, which is kind of odd. You know, Pulaski's kind of you know curious yeah. about it. Um, and Data's kind of happy to be involved. He's like, thank you for including me in this. And then Raker's been watching the whole time. He's like, you were here the whole time, aren't you? And he's like, of course I was. And he kisses on the head. You know, it's a couple of sweet moments. He's he's ready to step in and be be the dad. He's he's ready to, you know, volunteer. You can see it in his yeah. eyes. It's all very good. Um, but here's the thing from this point in the episode, and as we see that the, the kid grows really quickly, you know, he's like a four-year-old by the next day, and then the day later he's like an eight-year-old. You know, like he's yeah. growing exponentially yeah i think they say he has like something like 36 48 hours or something for his entire lifespan yeah um and i think what gets me is that every single time someone comes to visit her and the kid uh, and talks to him and you know i, I did like P- picard going he can talk <laughs> he's learned to talk in the last like eight hours <laughs> what? yeah um like I did. You know, I like that reaction. But what gets me about the, the, over the course of the episode is like she's constantly concerned for him. For you know, it's like my son. Like you know, like we have to protect him and have to teach him this. So we must go home we have for to, di- we have to go play with puppies. Yeah, we have to go home for dinner. Uh, you know, Ian. Uh, it was it was a long version of it. it was like Ian Nucci or something like that. But yeah, it was Ian. Uh, Ian Nucci. I don't know. It was, it was, she said it a long way the first time, but it was just, it was Ian after that. Um, is that. I felt like no one, like everyone just kind of accepted she has a kid now. No one's like, hey, can we do some tests? Can we like maybe figure out how this happened? No one like raises any questions after he's born. Yeah, that does seem weird. Like um, no one does. No, no, no. Also, I love the name. It was Ian Andrew. But obviously she probably just said it faster. So it sounded like Ian Andrew. Like, you know, like one word. No, do you know what I thought she said? Now, um, now you've told me that, I, I can remember it now. I thought she said Ian Andra. Uh. Now, she does have an accent, obviously, combined with, you know, yeah, yeah. saying a weird double-barreled name. Uh, I thought she said Ian Andra, and then Ian was short for it. I was like, what's it, Ian Andra? Whatever. But fair yeah. enough, Ian Andrew. Um, 
Yeah, I just I thought it was so weird. No one was questioning it. No one was like saying to Troy, "Hey, okay, I'm happy that you like him and that you're happy your mother now." But shouldn't we, you know, check that this isn't dodgy somehow? Yeah, should we do some tests on you on the kid? Try and figure out how this happened. What's going on? And obviously, by the end of the episode, it's kind of moot because we we find out that it's uh basically it's uh an advanced life form that doesn't understand humans who wanted to live through the experience, and that's why it didn't hurt because he didn't want to cause anyone any harm, including Troy. He just wanted to become this, but of course, he did actually make Troy. I mean, admittedly, again, she's very emotional given that this is a kid she's had for like a day, um, <laughs> but she, he does make her go through the the heartbreaking goodbye of him dying and like floating off into space again, um, and everyone's like around her and it's like this heartbreaking thing. And it's just, it's, everything is just too accelerated uh, emotionally. And obviously, he's accelerated himself. I don't have a problem with that. If that's the plot, that's the plot. Yeah, yeah but the, the reaction. Yeah, the emotion of it is just so accelerated. And again, I think the justification for Troy is that because she's an empath, she can feel his feelings. And that, that makes sense. I don't know if this episode ever actually once mentions her being an empath. No, that's true. That's true. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe you could argue though that moment with the close up and the heartbeat like sound effect. You could argue that moment when she's not listening to them and she's listening to her heartbeat. She's actually feeling her child. She's feeling. You, you, you could make that argument. Yeah, I, I think you could make that argument. So, you know, I don't hate it. I, I'm not like mad at this no, episode. It's, it's not the worst episode. It's just a bit tedious and underwhelming as a as a season premiere. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's just, it's just not very exciting. You want to get off the mark strong, and this one was just sure. The the starting line is there. Yeah, and he leaves at that point, of course, because he realizes that he's the thing that's causing the the the, the, the now like onboard uh, bacteria uh, to react and expand, and it's going yeah. to end up killing the everyone in the ship. Is accelerating his growth. The way he's doing that mm. doesn't affect just him. It's it's affecting that bacteria as well. Yeah. Um, does that mean that every man on board and their testicles, all the sperm is going extra? <laughs> Maybe. Extra, extra quick. They're all swimming really fast. Why not? The life cycle of the sperm has been increased rapidly. It's a, it's a good job there's enough of the little buggers, isn't there? <laughs> um, maybe they're technically all blanks while this is going on because the, the lifespan's so quick that they're already dead before they even fire. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Oh dear, because uh, obviously the scientist dude who's with them, like with the stuff, like goes comes on board and they try to figure out why it's expanding. It's it's kind of the threat to the ship throughout this plot on the other side. Um, oh, and that's a lot of preparations. It's you know it's, it's just Worf and Jordy explaining that they're they're building this device and this is how it'll be contained and yeah, a bit of, a lot of techno babble really. Yeah, yeah, not much to it. Uh, it's really just there for the for the threat to give it some kind of menace and then yeah it gives uh young ian or you know whatever being he is to a chance to be kind of heroic and say yeah well i've had my experience and i don't want to hurt anyone so it's time for me to go yeah kind of thing see ya but it's definitely it's never really explained beyond that it's just there was a being uh it's kind of a lot of trek though isn't it it felt especially i mean the fact that no one was questioning anything and then there was no explanation at all i think that bothered me a little bit the, the lack of questioning like okay sure you're having the kid I feel like, okay, quarantine would have been a reasonable reaction at this point because, you know, they, they don't know what this is. Yeah. An alien life form has just impregnated, you know, one of, one of your officers. And, you know, they're just going, sure. Um, and Why then not? when it's, you know, when the kids start growing a lot, maybe go, hang on a second. 
let's just check that there's nothing untoward in the intentions here. Yeah, I mean, just to be safe, you'd put them in quarantine at this point. Because uh, I get you're saying, okay, Picard's distracted because of the actual main mission they've got. But before that reason, if not more so, like, okay, quarantine him so he doesn't have to worry about it too much. You know, quarantine it so we can deal with it after we've dealt with this. Yeah, like if, if I was if I was Picard, and you know, let's, oh, let, you know, in this scenario, a random alien has impregnated someone on the ship, and then the the child is growing to adulthood rather quickly. I'd be a little concerned that maybe this was okay. Is this some kind of invasion? Is maybe the wrong word, but you know, are they, are they, what are they trying to find out? You know, you know, just on a security precautions measure. That's presumably his job. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like I could have at least addressed those concerns a little bit. Yeah. No, I I agree. Uh, so uh, quite the little subplots. I mean, there's not really a subplot with Pulaski, but there is a scene with Data that I think is worth mentioning. Um, yeah, where she's a bit of a dick. <laughs> Where she calls him Data, and he's like, Data. And she's like, what's the difference? It's like, well, one's my name, the other's not. And then she calls him Data again anyway. Uh, but she kind of like, queer, she's like, kind of fascinated. She's like, wait, you actually kind of felt offended that I got the name wrong. That's interesting. Yeah. So, it's maybe setting up the type of character that she is. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I don't know how likable she is considered amongst Trek fans, but... I don't know... Like here's the thing, I didn't think she was particularly likable in this episode, but at the same time, I didn't particularly love uh, Crusher, so I'm not like heartbroken that she's gone right um, now. I think I like Crusher more just because she had chemistry with Picard. Um, yeah. P- Pulaski. So far, I don't dislike her, but I don't particularly like her either. Yet either she's just kind of yeah neutral. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Wesley, of course, has the other subplot, uh, which is. He's he's leaving the ship soon uh, to go and live with his mother, but um, they're doing this mission first, so it's going to be you know a month or you know however long this mission takes, and he's debating. He, this is actually the main scene we get with Gwynn outside of, and that's a uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character Gwynn, uh, outside of like Picard just sort of saying hi to her at the start. Um, the one scene we get with her really is with Wesley, where she kind of encourages him to like speak up for what he actually wants. Does he want to go live with his mother? Does he want to stay in the ship and, and, and study here and continue being a part of the crew? And of course that's what he ultimately does want. So thanks Whoopi. <laughs> Unacceptable. Oh dear. Could have um, been saved. Could have been saved, but no Whoopi. First, first thing Whoopi Goldberg does in this show is convince Wesley Crusher to stick around. Like, I, I don't know. It's really, you know, not getting her off on the right foot, is it? <laughs> uh, she seems likable enough, though, uh, otherwise. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, he talks to the captain. Um, I did enjoy the scene at the end, though, when they're all kind of poking fun at him. Um, especially the part, because Picard sort of sits down and sort of says to everyone on the bridge, he's like, so young Wesley's uh, requested to stay on the Enterprise. And, you know, obviously by the end he says, you know, if your mother, you know, agrees that you can do this, then of course we'll have you. But uh, he kind of jokes for a little bit about, he's like, well, there'll be some responsibilities on us to help raise the young man. And he's like, hey, you know, uh, you'll need trained in this way, we'll have data do that. Um, And someone says, oh, you'll need to be tucked in. And Worf just steps in and goes, I'll volunteer, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and I just made you laugh like, so much. Hey, Riker, you want a little bitch to do some jobs for you? <laughs> yeah, that one was really vague. Sweep the floors. R- Riker's was very vague. It was like, oh, he needs more of a like a role model to, you know, yeah. guide yeah. him through these manly years or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he's like, I'll take that respect. No, no, that's what it is. The, the beard. Yeah. It's like, whoa, whoa, he's manly now. But he he, he, but he has this smile. He's like, yeah, I think I could take on that responsibility. And I'm like, this is almost creepy the way he smiles as he says this. I'll take on this responsibility. I'll, I'll take Wesley under my he's wing. He's like, I'll, I'll get him to sweep floors. It'll build character. <laughs> so Wesley's all happy. And they, they 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 fly off into Sickening. the into the sunset as it were. Well, there's no sunset in space, obviously. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, there was nice little touches in there. There was nice scenes here or there. Some yeah. fun fun could've, moments. Could have been, been better. Yeah. Yeah. Not a standout. Not a standout by any means. I'm actually on Wikipedia because I was getting some other info uh, instead of IMDb. So let me just go over to IMDb. So that I can tell you what's coming next time, because we do that, don't we? We do do that. That's a, uh, a regular feature of these. It is indeed. Uh, so yeah, this was The Child, this was episode one. So next time, um, and worth mentioning, the next one has a much higher rating than this one does. So uh, it's called Where Silence Has Lease. That's an interesting title. The Enterprise mm. encounters a mysterious void in space, and when they move in closer to investigate further, it envelops them and they can't get out. Oh, this is classic mystery object in space, uh, by the sounds of it. Yeah, this uh, this sounds all right. I typically enjoy those episodes, though, to be fair, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. We could, we could do that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, so we're back. Season 2 is rolling uh, on yeah. a weekly capacity. We, we should be done by about the end of the year. That sounds about right, yeah. Should be about the end of the year, maybe, maybe the first week of next year when we finish Season 2, so... Um, here we end. We're we're in for round two of Next Generation. So, um, obviously this will get more complex when we get to like season five or six when Deep Space Nine starts and continuity wise, and we're going to switch between them. But we'll worry about that later. Yeah, but basically the plan for that is just to alternate between them at the right points. You know, episode to episode. Yeah, uh, yeah and I guess we should mention now that you know we're we're kicking off season two here. Uh, yeah, Picard is coming at some point. Yeah, uh, you know they're, they're teasing it. As we're recording this, uh, it's the week before Comic Con, so we might find out some uh, some more details there. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe a release date. We got a new poster this past week uh, with him and a dog. He's got a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we'll, we'll be covering that when that hits. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, if you listen to the audio feed, of course, that'll be on the other audio feed. There's a Star Trek modern log. It's supposed to this classic log that you're listening to. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously, right now, that's just Discovery and the short treks, but obviously that'll incorporate Picard and anything else that is put out in the modern yeah, age. Yeah, lower decks. Uh, um, whereas obviously else. classic yeah. is just working through in continuity uh, of all the, the shows. Just in order, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, go to Patreon, patreon.com slash TV if you want to support the channel and the show and everything we do here and keep all the reviews coming. You can support us for as little as $1 per month uh, over on Patreon. So uh, do, do consider it, go and have a look and you get some bonuses and extras. You get these Trek discussions a week early, if nothing else. So go have a look-see. Uh, obviously, you can support us by liking, subscribing, uh, rating the podcast on, on your podcast app highly. All that stuff helps. Uh, check out other content we do, of course. Uh, you know, in terms of classic TV shows, in terms of sci-fi TV shows, uh, me and Tara do uh, The Twilight Zone on a weekly basis, the classic Twilight Zone. Um, soon we'll be returning to Babylon 5. Uh, and right now me and Connor are working through Firefly, which was actually because we had a Patreon goal, uh, we're working through Firefly, um, which has taken a couple of weeks off at the time of recording this. Although by the time you get this episode, it'll be back already, but <laughs> it's about to be, be back. Um, yeah. So uh, look forward to that. So yeah, a lot, a lot of good stuff like that going on. And then of course, in terms of modern stuff, by the time this is out, we'll finish Stranger Things Season 3, so that'll all be there. Dark Season 2 will all be there. 
um yeah a lot, a lot of stuff worth checking out so uh go go have a look see uh thank you very much though once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching star trek guys and to everyone but connor live long and prosper